my first time hearing that one. Jesus, our Savior from Brett Stanfield in North Point Inside Out. So pretty. And before that, we heard Sidewalk Prophets. You can check down our playlist on victory.radio. Click on View the Playlist. And then the More Music app, when you download that and you open it up, it starts playing Victory anywhere, anytime. So you have access to our live radio. And then you have access to all the music, thousands of songs, and tons of podcasts. And we're having a Hanukkah interview right now. And probably sometime today, we will add this to that app under the podcast. And then we'll add it to the blog on the website. So if you go to victory.radio, click on that blog link, and you'll be able to track down all of these segments and just all of this great information. And this morning, Bob Bailey's Appliances... They're helping us out. They're located in Stone Mountain. Their website is bobbaileys.com. They've been in business since 1962, serving customers all around North Metro Atlanta with appliances for all around the home. And there is more about Bob Bailey's appliances, again, at bobbaileys.com. And they were actually in business before you were born, they our were, general manager. The, the year before I was They're born. How older about than that? you. <laughs> and we're, we just really love uh, Lee Bailey, who has been just a, just a phenomenal supporter of the ministry, who went to Israel with us, uh, not this last trip, but uh, two years ago. And uh, we're excited because he has uh, just jumped aboard to be a part of our New Year's Eve celebration. Yeah. Going to give away a brand new KitchenAid refrigerator, stove, dishwasher. dishwasher. Yeah, nice. I mean, when you wake up on the new year of 2020, you'll be looking at a new kitchen. So (laughs) any gift will connect you that way to us from anytime from now all the way through midnight of New Year's Eve, or you can also register for that on our website. But uh, if you are not planning on being with us New Year's Eve, change your mind. Come on, come and join (laughs) us. It's going to be a great time. Mm -hmm. All right, so Hanukkah. So uh, obviously we are here. Last night it was the beginning of Hanukkah. In two days we have Christmas. So Hanukkah and Christmas are actually tied together this year, same way they were four thousand years or two thousand years ago. For the when Jesus came to Earth, no, he wasn't born on Christmas. That's the wrong celebration. He was conceived at Hanukkah, which is at Christmas time. So it is a beautiful thing to celebrate the birth of Jesus. It's the day of Christ, technically the conception, but it's also when the wise men arrived. It it just so happened that it coincided with December 25th, two years later, a year later. So Mm. there's a lot of neat things, but because it is Christmas, and I know a lot of us have our focus on the birth of Jesus, and which is for us, the true date is Rosh Hashanah, which is September, October in that region each year. But I don't want you to miss out on the the celebration. He was conceived here, but he was also born. And so we're going to celebrate that, too, as we talk about Hanukkah. So I left you with the clues. What? How in the world did the shepherds, with just a few strange clues from the angels, ever find Jesus? I mean... It's it's pretty much an impossible thing. You've seen Bethlehem in our day, the old <laughs> yeah. Bethlehem, as a huge city. So uh, Bethlehem, Ephrata, same thing, very, very huge. So a typical home in that time had a dugout area below the house where they kept the animals. Uh, we, we, we might look at it as a basement area, a dirt basement. But to find a specific place, you'd need some kind of directions. And the angels did not give them very good ones if they're looking for a house. The angels' declaration to the Bethlehem shepherds could only mean the manger at the base of the tower of the flock. All right, So they knew exactly he came to the right angels with the right directions. Anybody else could have never found it. But... 
Being wrapped in swaddling clothes would only be a significant clue if the angels were referring to a Passover lamb. All right? Newborn babies had been wrapped in swaddling cloth long before the time of Jesus. It was very common. It was not a good clue. So it was, it was a terrible clue unless it was the cloth used by these same shepherd priests who only birthed their lambs at the manger. So both of those clues would have been very, very good. So, again, the, the clues they give them... Uh, really require us understanding a little Jewishness or at least the ways of the times. The problem, of course, of all of these things in translation is because at the time of the the creation of what we know as the Bible being translated into English, you know, what had pretty much everything dealing with Jewishness was now outlawed. So they weren't getting the input that they really needed. So it also leads us to another problem. As we celebrate Christmas time, uh, the inn. What's, what in the world is going on with Jesus coming to this inn and Jesus uh, being born in this manger? A different kind of manger, obviously. So there's a pretty big verse that causes confusion with the way it's translated. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, this word inn, I-N-N in English, is the katalima. It's translated in, but it's that katalima is not an inn. It's a guest chamber, uh, not an inn. So every house, if you have an extra bedroom, you've got a katalima. It's not an inn. People don't come there and rent out your room, right? It's uh, it's simply your, your guest room. A katalima would have been a guest room in the family home in Bethlehem that Mary and Joseph would stay in when they visited at least three times a year for the feast, just like every other Jew. Both Joseph and Mary were direct descendants of King David, whose lineage and property went back to Boaz. You remember him who married Ruth? Boaz owned a home with a thresh floor in Bethlehem, which by right of inheritance was handed down to succeeding generations. Joseph was of David's lineage through his son Solomon. Mary was of David's lineage through his son Nathan, brother of Solomon. These guys are from the royal line. So if you get this idea of this couple just, you know, having to make this emergency trip to Bethlehem and they haven't been there, they're looking for... No, none of that is... That's the strangest version of that particular story. It makes sense if you don't know the backstory, but this is where they're going in a common way, all right? So is there any good reason a pregnant Jewish woman couldn't stay in their family home during a high feast day? That's the real question you got to ask. Is the fact is their their family wouldn't let them in? Uh, they had to find a barn? None of that's right. According to the Torah, when a woman had an issue of blood for any reason, like pregnancy, she was ritually unclean for that time and for seven days after. She had to live separately so as not to defile the people in the household by her presence. So no room actually means something very different. The Jews are very family-oriented. They all live together. You mm-hmm. understand? If you go to Israel, you don't see what looks like American way of living with these houses all over. It's community. It's these little towns. They're very close-knit. So that story translated the way we do in America and in the West, it's just, that would be offensive if any family, let alone a Jewish family, would her family who loved her send her to give birth in a filthy stable of animals? Mm. That's a crazy thought to begin with. Prophecies about the Messiah tell us he would be revealed from Mignal Adar. So they may not have even grasped all of that. All we know is they're on their way. And since we've been there and walked there, you know, they're on their way clo- closing in towards Bethlehem, but they don't make it. We don't know why. 
but we know God was in the midst of it because he prophesied it. And we, so we don't know the how, the why, where they ended up, where they ended up, but they ended up at Magdalene there at the manger. It was not some dirty little manger that they just had to, you know, overcome. It was a very clean place kept, kept by priestly shepherds who were constantly keeping things clean just to qualify these lambs for being prepared for Passover. It certainly wasn't filthy and these midwives, these shepherds were very experienced. So there's a lot more to the story. So that's probably the only part I want to bring into when we talk about the birth of Christ. So there's more coming up. There is. We're going to have a prayer time at 8 o'clock. Okay. And then I want to introduce you to probably the side of this journey, the birth of Jesus, whether it's from his his conception. We're going to go all the way back the story of Jacob and Rachel and kind of dig in and, and understand what was really happening and why he was born in that shepherd's field in Bethlehem, Afrata. All right, coming up, we're going to hear a word from our underwriters and then music from Becca Shea and Jonathan McReynolds. The good news that 